Thank you for tuning in. We trust you will feel encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to build God's kingdom with us. Enjoy the message. Let's all stand this morning as we praise and worship God. Let's praise Him this morning. Let's give Him the glory. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
I would like to read a portion of the scripture from Isaiah 43. But now, this is what the Lord says. He recreated you, Jacob. He formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the valley, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush, and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. This morning we are not consumed, but we are his chosen ones. And this morning, Lord, we are trusting you to open up the heavens that you would rain down on your children, that we would pour out the Spirit, Lord, for your Spirit overflowing this place. We open our hearts to you this morning. We surrender everything to you, Lord.
brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, and say to it, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. In Ezekiel 37, God takes Ezekiel to this valley with dry bones, and all Ezekiel can see is just these dead dry bones and the question God asks him is can they live and that's the question where we should start this morning is are we alive are you alive am I alive am I passionate about God is the life of God in me through me is my relation with God alive and God Actually, in this prophecy, just after that, he starts to tell Ezekiel why they so dead. And in verse 12, it reads like this. It says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. And so God, there's two things there that are important. The first one is hope. You know, we live in a world which saps our hope. We live in a, a world where it's easy to lose your hope. We, our challenges that we have in this world, in this, our country, the challenges that you have in your family, in the workplace, the challenges we have with finances, our economy, it's so easy to sap your hope. And for you to turn your eyes onto these things and to turn them off, the God who loves you and is always with you. The other thing is this, this whole concept of being cut off. You know what makes us dead is when we are not in relationship with God anymore. When we move away from Him and this relationship begins to cut off and we become dry and lifeless. I don't know what circumstances this morning may be contributing to dryness in your own life. What circumstances may be contributing to this deadness, lifelessness in your own life. But I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. This is what God said to Ezekiel, hear the voice of God, hear the word of the Lord. And here's the word of the Lord that we believe is for you this morning. Come alive, church. Come alive. Because there's life in God. And all he said to him is, I'll breathe life over these bones and they'll come alive. God's heart is no longer for his children and our churches 
to live in graves of lifelessness. But listen to what he said in verse 12. He said, I will open your graves and I will raise you from your graves. And twice he said, I will breathe life into you. And this is our heart's cry this morning. God, would you breathe life into us again? Father, where there's dryness and where there's lifelessness, Lord, we need your life. We need your refreshing. Bring it to us, Lord. And so we trusted God. And we, there's two people here, Amy and Superior. And we have asked them over the last two weeks to pray and trust God for a word and to speak it over you this morning. That you can hear the word of the Lord and come alive. So I'm going to ask them to share those words with you. There are people here this morning that when we sing about God's goodness, when we speak about it, you don't feel it and you don't see it because He hasn't come through in the way that you have been praying for. But I want to tell you that it's because you have forgotten about surrender. You have forgotten to surrender it all to Him, not just a part of it, but the whole situation. You see, God doesn't force His way on us. It's not our way that we should be following, it's His. But He doesn't tell you that you must, you must do it. He doesn't force His way upon us. It's our choice. It's a daily choice to choose His way over our ways. Even when we don't understand, even when we don't understand why doors that we thought were good have been closed, He sees the bigger picture and we need to trust that. And His goodness is demonstrated when you choose to give it all over to Him, not holding anything back. No matter how messy the situation is, just give it all to Him and He'll show you His goodness. Because our ways, they lead to ashes, they lead to mourning. But His ways, He'll bring beauty from the ashes that you've created. He'll bring joy from the mourning that you have had. He'll bring life to your tired and dry bones. And you'll be able to praise in and right through and out of your heaviness that you are feeling right now. Psalm 94 verse 14. The Lord will not reject His people. He'll not abandon His special possession. Psalm 95 verse 6 to 7. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 2, um, there's two spies spying out the land. Joshua sends spies to spy out the land and they come into the house of Rahab. Rahab uh, sends uh, guards that the king had sent to, to inquire about these men away and tells them that uh, they've left. Uh, they've gone in a, in a different direction, but they're still in our house. And then uh, the Bible says that before they lay down that night, Rahab walks, goes upstairs, and he says to them, he says to them, I know that God has given you this land. Now, Bring, to bring it to, into context, Rahab is the enemy at this point in time. The enemy that, uh, the, that, that Joshua is about to come up against. And the enemy is telling the spies that God has given you this land. She doesn't just say that. She says that um, we, have, we have heard about what your God did for you 
when you crossed the Red Sea, how he dried up the Red Sea and what you did to the kings on the other side of, of the Jordan. Then she, then she says that ever since then, our hearts have melted with fear. We have been so afraid where no man has walked with any courage ever since then. Reb is possibly in her 30s. The events that she's talking about um, happened 40 years before. There is, so for 40 years, for 40 years, they've been seeing these people walking around in the desert and been terrified and scared of these people that God has blessed with the land that they live in. And they know any day now, it's just them realizing that this is their land and they decide to take it and that is the end of us. So she tells these people these things. The word of the Lord today for you this morning is that the enemy is afraid of you. Not so much because of who you are, but because of who you're with. He is on your side. He's fighting this battle. You have a massive advantage over the enemy. It takes you realizing who you're with to go up to Jericho. And this is the good thing about it. You are not going to have to fight a battle. You need to just show up. Because the battle is the Lord's. It is the Lord's to hand it over to you. They went round the walls of Jericho and just shouted and praised the Lord. Those walls came tumbling down. I say all of this to encourage you. The thing that you've been afraid of to approach, the, uh, the projects you've been afraid of to go for, the, the people that you've been feeling are aggressive towards you, could it be that they realize that God is on your side and God has given you what they're standing on. Bible says in Isaiah, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter number 54, verse number 2, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. I'll say that again. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes for you will spread out to the right and to the left your descendants will dispose nations and settle in their desolate cities do not be afraid you will not be put to shame do not fear disgrace you will not be humiliated you will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood amen Church, it's time to come alive. It's time to move away from the hopelessness of our circumstances at times and to focus on Jesus Christ. It's time for us to get those cobwebs and those, those, the dust on, on our lives and to say, Lord, would you breathe on me again? Would your Holy Spirit come and refresh me and revive me so that I can walk in that victory? And at the end of this prophecy, God says, God says to, uh, to, to Ezekiel, He says to him, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the breath, thus says the Lord your God, 
Come from the four winds. Come, Holy Spirit. Breathe. And breathe on these slain ones that they may live. That's our prophecy for you. May as we go into worship now, all the words that were shared, whatever resonates on your heart, Lord, would you breathe on every person's life here this morning? And would you bring life, Jesus? And Holy Spirit, would you revive as we connect with you now? In Jesus' name, amen.
But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you the victory. Second Chronicles 20 verse 15. The Lord responded through his prophet Jehaziel and he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the king of Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but is God's today. We see when David had to confront Goliath, the odds were against him, but he trusted God, he kept his faith in God. And he said, Lord, the battle is yours today, Jesus. And the victory is ours. You may be facing a Goliath in your life today, whatever the issue may be, give it to God. Give your battle to him because he will give you the victory. We look over how God had given the Israelites victory upon victory in the, in the word. When they were close to him, when they trusted him, he gave them the victory. So today I say, trust him. Abide by what his word says and he will give you the victory regardless of your circumstances. Amen. Thank you.
God is calling His church to rise up. He's calling an army to rise up and come alive to what He's doing in the world. We can't encounter this God of the universe, this God that we are praising and worshiping today. We cannot encounter Him and leave unchanged and not be changing the world. If you look at the church around the globe today, in places like China, India, Brazil, um, Indonesia, all of these places that were once completely unreached by the gospel, God is awakening His church to something. And the church is growing exponentially in the face of persecution for believing. These churches are seeing miracles. They're growing exponentially. In Acts 17 verse 2, the Bible describes the church as these believers, these men who were turning the world upside down. And this is what happens when we catch what God wants us to do. This is what happens when we are obedient to His Word, when we first of all listen intently to what He's saying, and secondly, follow in obedience to what He's doing. And God is speaking to our church today through people who are bringing words, through the worship team. He is speaking to us today to come alive and to respond to what He wants us to do. And when we do that, when we catch what God wants us to do, what He's saying, we can turn the world upside down, just like those believers in the early church. He wants to do that today, and He is doing that in the world today. And it doesn't have to be out there. It can be in here, in our church today. Amen. You know, it's all over the world, there's these pockets of where, where God's church is alive. And it's, it is places like China and India. But you know what our cry is as a church, is that these stories will be about Boskrain. They'll be about Rainbow High. That they'll be about Johannesburg and our country, South Africa. And, and when you look at this, when, when Ezekiel saw this, what did he see when they were alive? He saw an army. You see, we are called to be an army. When we are alive in God, we are an army because an army takes ground. An army conquers. An army has victories and lives in victories and triumphs. And God is calling you and me us as a church to be that army you know that there's victory for your family you know that there's victory in your workplace that there's victory in your finances that there's victory over sin and there's victory in your relationship with God but it can only will ignite when you come alive to him and you let him just breathe his spirit within you and there's passion and a rising up to become the army that he's calling us to be that's our cry as a church hear the voice of the Lord this morning come alive come alive dry bones and be the army that God is calling you to be right in your home right in your workplace right where you study in your relationship over sin Come alive, church.
shield in front of them and to protect when they advance, they go forward and they beat it hard to confuse the enemy and to frighten the enemy. And I feel like when this base hits, we can symbolic, put symbolically put our hands up as our hallelujah, as our God, because we are warriors. Nick said we are at war, that we're an army, we should rise up. And as we say that hallelujah, we must advance symbolically. I just want the bass guitar and the drums to help us with. There we go. We raise the hallelujah. 